0: We got him on the hotline now. Let's go and say hello to Woody Page on this Daniel L. Hot Tower Wednesday. How are you, Woodrow?
1: Well, it's seventy-three here. So what's the temperature there?
0: Well, you're about twenty degrees uh, warmer than we are right now. So uh, yeah. Uh,
1: well, then, then 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 don't start on me. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Except it's not the sun hasn't <laughs> gone down yet. So then <laughs> it drops a little bit after that. Hey, listen, how you doing, Woodrow? Been a while doing
1: great buddy thanks for inviting me to come on i'm want to wish all my friends in ocala happy holidays yeah. and uh and so i love to be with you guys i think although uh uh i saw the other night when i was watching the monday night game that it was uh 53 or something in miami so i said Yeah. it could be cold down there
0: yeah i, oh, I, saw, yeah. I hope
1: uh, Hope the frost doesn't
0: get to the oranges. That's yeah, my, well, I know you, you'll you show up about February around here, down at the Keys with your friend or over my house or someplace, because you're a Florida kind of guy where you used to live. Few people realize that you retired once to Southwest Florida, and then you moved out and I moved in. That's kind of how we did that. But uh, I thought about you because... Uh, because, well, number one, uh, I haven't had a chance to catch up on the Broncos lately. And I've read a couple of your columns about that. We'll talk about it in a minute. I also thought about you when I figured out you were the only one Tennessee didn't call to be the head coach. Wow. That was really something. I'm your alma mater there. Struggled a, a bit getting the, a guy who might be the right guy in the end. But Philip Fulmer's back. And he's I guess he's large and in charge, would he?
1: Yeah, uh, someone wrote me the other day because I did go to the University of Tennessee and i um, out here in Colorado covering the Broncos all the time. They said, which is the biggest dumpster fire? Would that be your orange in Tennessee or your orange in Colorado? And I wrote back, and I doubt you know this, that uh, I did tweet this out. That got some response from people. Uh, the dumpster Dumpster, which is uh, – People see it every grocery and Mm -hmm. business in the world. It's the dumpster that uh, is lifted into garbage trucks. Mm -hmm. That was invented in Knoxville, Tennessee (laughs) in the 60s while I was in school by a man named Dempster and called it the Dempster Dumpster. And I find it funny that uh, I'm dealing with a couple of teams that – have been dumpster fires all year long.
0: (laughs) Well, have they ever. Let's first take Tennessee and the situation there that has unfolded and the power struggle that happened uh, when Curry was the guy who fired Fulmer to begin with, and his worst nightmare was uh, he came back to haunt him after the, the Greg Shiano hire, which was voided. Uh, And that's another story. And I'm sure you kept up with it. And I haven't had a chance to see around the horn very much. I'm sure you talked about it on the program. And what do you think happened there? What he just, Tennessee seemed very ambivalent. Uh, We thought Curry was solid. He was quiet for a long time. Then he just kind of went out unilaterally and made some moves and didn't go down well. What exactly is your take on that?
1: Sure. I I, I will start with, and, and you'll remember this, uh, my last game that I saw was a Tennessee-Florida game about four years ago when both teams uh, were uh, undefeated and Florida came into Knoxville. And and I spoke at uh, a Boosters Club meeting and uh, received, uh, you'll get a kick out of this, I received, received the Distinguished Alumni Award. And I got up and I said, well, they must have run out of Distinguished <laughs> Alumni. And they were now taking... Uh, Undistinguished alumni. So I went to the game, and and uh, since he put me in uh, sort of the uh, coach's box, one of the boxes, I don't know, one of the suites up, upstairs, and I sat with Philip Fulmer. And I went to school with him, and I always thought he did a good job, and he kind of uh, ran aground there at the end, had one bad year, one the national championship, uh, as you know, the first college playoff championship at FISFO. And we sat there and talked, and his grandkids were hanging out with him. Uh, they were rather young, and he's my age, so he's around 70. And uh, I could tell he was kind of bitter. I mean, he, he, he kind of was a bitter man. They kind of separated themselves, and they brought him back. Uh, the the, the uh, chancellor brought him back as kind of a consultant to her, and I think that he probably had a lot to do with uh, getting rid of Curry. <laughs> because I think she was uh, leaning on him for for advice, and and I thought it would be a good idea for Tennessee to kind of return to its roots. I I never liked Butch Jones, honestly, and uh, people go, I didn't really know Butch Jones. He was was going to take the Colorado job out of Cincinnati, and they were very high on him, and he came to town, and he hid behind... cars and things like that and then I started doing investigation and I went you know the guy's kind of a you know he did a nice job at Cincinnati and, and my friend uh, remains my friend but he he just got fired Tom Jurich, uh really recommended him he had been at Cincinnati before he went to Louisville and I uh, kind of touched base with him and some other people and I, I just didn't I didn't like that hire at Colorado I didn't think he was a Colorado guy I didn't like it at all at Tennessee. I thought they could do a lot better than that, and so uh, I would say there was a rather famous alumni, distinguished alumni, that kind of agreed with me. And I think you could probably figure out who that might be. This mm-hmm. has a has a has a storied past in football, mm-hmm. and uh, he wasn't happy with. Well, it was Peyton. Yes, and Manning wasn't happy much with the choice either. He he he, did, he got sideways with. With Butch Jones and Jones didn't rely on Peyton Manning really to help recruit. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you use Peyton Manning to recruit I would there? certainly I, think so. Yeah, and, and it kind of disappointed him when he was still in the game. And Peyton said at the time, uh, "You know, I, I've got a new scoop for you." What he said, Woody Page is going to be the new athlete director. To see. <laughs> so I don't know that he got along with Curry much either. This was this was a two or three years ago when he was still playing. Uh, anyway, I never. Uh, Curry had a background there. He had he'd gone gotten his master's degree, and, but he never really connected either. So I, I I wasn't surprised by Butch Jones. It's pretty easy to recruit the Southeastern Conference schools. So they were impressed with his recruiting classes. But he was in too many big games against great teams and and couldn't beat them. And so uh, I I think they made the right move on on both fronts. And Philip Fulmer, my my feeling on the round of horn was, if you can't beat Alabama go get one of their coaches. Georgia did it and is in, in, in the final four. Tennessee's doing it. Uh, I think that uh, it's a smart move uh, that someone who is a good recruiter and uh, he was a Georgia defensive coordinator when they were one or two in the country and he was a an Alabama co- uh, defensive coordinator when they've been one or two in the country. So I, I think, you, you, you know, for uh, Florida's kind of somewhat you know, gone through various sundry bad times, taking people from who don't have roots in Florida and stuff like that or Southeastern Conference. So I hope both the programs really uh, have turned the corner and got back. I I, I liked McIlwain, but I liked him as a Colorado State coach. not as Yeah, a he, he
0: kind of went south of here. It all came loose at one time. And, of course, as you know, he's one of those Saban puppies that didn't pan out necessarily for Florida, he probably should have stayed at Colorado State. Because as someone said to me about McElwain, I don't want to trash him because he did get to two SEC championship games. But I think what someone said is correct. He never knew how deep the water was in Florida. And He just really wasn't uh, up to it.
1: There's an old book uh, that I read. uh, You probably did too because you were – Long time executive in it, and it was for executives called the Peter Principle. Mm-hmm. Remember that book?
0: Yep, very well.
1: And the Peter Principle, Peter Principle, I think, uh, mm-hmm. goes to work on Vance Joseph with the Broncos and people like McElwain. You rise above the level where you yep, belong. Exactly. And, and that's summarizing it in one sentence, but that's true in in the car business. A guy who's a great sales car salesman, yep. maybe a good salesman, but not a good gentleman. <laughs> Yeah, they make him the general manager and he's no good exactly well, you know there are people that should stay in their in their realm and and but people keep rising till they're out of their realm and yeah. and uh, I, you know I, I just think that's that's the problem for a lot of coaches that that you just can't make that transition That yeah. you're a good coordinator you're good at a smaller college and uh, I, I think it's really true and you you You're really good friends, and I've known him for a long time, but Steve Spurrier walked out of his comfort zone when he went to the pros, and that didn't work out at all. Mm -hmm. And same thing with Nick Saban. When he went to the Dolphins, he wasn't good. So, I mean, you need to stay in your comfort zone in life, and you and I tended to do that for the most part.
0: Yeah. Woody Page is with us from Around the Horn and Colorado Springs Gazette and authored many books. and world famous. I think he was 100 times named Colorado's Columbus of the Year. I don't know. He has so many things. I can't think of it. But what do we got today in a cold day here? Uh, my partner Tom Schmitz is with me. Allison, our intern, is joining us today. And I think Tom... Wants to ask a question of the Greg Woodgrove. Well, I'm
1: glad. I, I was disappointed that Tom wasn't the one to call me. That, that's not to put down the other guy, but that's uh, nah, Kevin. I I, I would. Uh, it would be remiss if I didn't get to say hello to Tom. Yeah, well, Tom.
0: by the way, Tom Kevin took that very personally. By the way, just so you know. Yeah. Well,
1: he shouldn't. He, hey, hey buddy. Kevin needs to kind of Kevin needs to work a little bit on his uh, phone. Uh, phone
0: adequate, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Hi. Hi, this is Kevin, and
0: go. Kevin's been doing this for 21 years. Kevin did this at the, original the station, so go ahead and buzz uh, your buzz, Kevin. Uh, we call him mm, Kevin the Buzz.
1: I didn't know whether that was your program or Goodwill calling asking for donations. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know? Listen, we, he doesn't have a speaking part. He's like Wilson on the TV show. He doesn't get to speak. He just <laughs> dials everything in and makes it all work, so... Anyway, Tom has a question. Well, first, really, before I get to my question, I want to thank you for giving me a clarity because now that I'm 51 years old, I was starting to wonder when it was that I would really be known that I was old. And your chalkboard cleared that up for me two days ago when it said, "If you fall and everybody laughs, you're still young. If you fall and everybody panics, you're now old." So I'm glad you cleared that up for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we had one uh, yesterday and. Still have a book out there with, with with a lot of them. and We're going to update that book soon because it's really done well. But uh, uh, the the one that was yesterday, I've already forgotten it, so never mind. But you're right. <laughs> that was I got a lot of response to that. Yeah. My uh, my question Who sang to Layla? Yeah. We don't talk sports. Who sang Layla? Uh,
0: Eric Clapton.
1: Eric Clapton. So it said. Uh, he wrote a, he had a song called You Look Wonderful Tonight. Both of you guys remember that. Yes. And yeah. so the blackboard said, did she really look wonderful or was that the 27th dress she had tried on? And he was just saying it because he was in a hurry to get to the party. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> that's, that's pretty
1: good. We have fun. We have fun with the chalkboard. It was, it's been something I've been doing for about, 50, we're in, we're starting for both of you guys. We're starting our 16th season and people thought we're going to be on the air. For 16 days, and uh, so uh, the show has been successful. Uh, ESPN's laid off about eight, 18,000 people, but uh, they haven't touched uh, around the horn And in part an interruption, because well, they're kind of afternoon delights for, for ESPN.
0: I want to ask you with uh, about a party, and it's the National Championship Party, with both the Pac-12 and the Big Ten being left out of the party this year, is this one more time to happen, and we're going to go to that the super conference championship like buddy's been talking about for 20 years. One more time, one of the big five conference gets left out. Like they did two of them got left out this year and we'll have an 18 playoff.
1: Yeah, I won't, I want uh, try to overwhelm you with, uh, but I have a new idea. I think there should be two teams. Uh, so I take the, I take the five power conferences and then one wild card. That's what I do. Whether it's Notre Dame or, uh, UCF or whoever it might be, and I would I would buy, I would give buys to the top two teams. So I'm not, you know, eight to me is pushing it, four is not enough. It's like uh, Buddy knows this better than any of us, uh, that one martini is not enough, two is too many, three is not enough. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that. I, I think six would be maybe the next step, and, and people go, well, that doesn't work. Well, if you say this year you gave Clemson and and Oklahoma, I guess, uh, buys and you had the other uh, four teams play and then you'd have, I think you could make that step. Uh, A guy who was uh, here at Colorado and then he was uh, head of the Orange Bowl and then he was head of the original uh, college kind of playoff deal, he once told me the problem that you get into, and I think he's right. He said, "The more games you have, it starts to be like uh, college basketball playoffs. It's not for the reason that we all think." He said, "How many times can a fan go to a postseason game and afford it?" And and there's some truth in that because uh, you know we've we've seen in these college playoff games they don't always sell out because people are waiting for the national championship game. So I think the more games, and and, and I like a playoff. And eight eight's fine. Sixteen, I don't care. But uh, there's some truth in what he said about that you can't keep selling out stadiums or bowl games if you keep having games because uh, you know you guys know that first, second, third round of college basketball playoffs when you're when Florida's playing in in Salt Lake City or somewhere they don't sell out. I mean they don't even come close to selling out. Uh, so I, I wonder if you you're too much of a good thing. So. Six seems to me, if you think about it, six is a pretty good. You'd have all five of the power conferences, and then you could take a, a Notre Dame or, a BYU or something like that. Or uh, so I'm. I'm. I'm not. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not sure. That's not, somewhat of a creative idea.
0: Woody Pace round the horn, Colorado Springs set, and we got about one more question. My uh, producer tells me uh, I'll answer. Uh, it. Alabama, uh, but I want to ask you about this. Alabama, what, go ahead. Alabama's going to win. Okay, thank you. Uh, you I'll might be right. An Vegas like thinks Jeopardy. so. Here's what I want to ask you about. We have what and I go back to press boxes a long time ago, uh, where all the charm and romance was in sports writing. But I have to ask you about this lead. It's kind of a private joke. I don't think Tom will get it and Allison won't. But your lead said, outlined against a periwinkle blue December sky, the poor horseman won again. Now, Let's see if anybody has any idea about what that is about. Anybody? No. Nobody. Anybody? <laughs> Tom. Anybody? No idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, the most famous yeah, lead. People, people Tell them about know. the most yeah. famous lead in history written on a Notre Dame about a Notre Dame game. Woody and where Outlined, that, what that's a pun about?
1: Outlined against the blue gray, November sky, October, October sky. sky. The, the Four Horsemen wrote again. Grantland Rice, who was the most famous sports writer of of that era. And the rest of the story is not very good, actually. I mean, he says in lore, ancient lore and he, he cites the four, original four horsemen. And, the and after that, again, the, yeah. the story's not very good. Uh, but what's interesting about that, the first paragraph, or lead as we would call it, was the only way they could be outlined against uh, blue-gray October uh, sky was for Grantland Rice to be on the ground. <laughs> 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 if, you're, if you're in a press box, they're not outlined against this guy. They're outlined against the grass. So I always found that to be a funny part. So I, I, I was just having fun with that because the Broncos were on an eight-game losing streak, and they found in the, the second paragraphs is finally, because after two months, uh, you'd like this, buddy, because you know all the references in sports writing are always, oh, uh, this team hasn't won a championship since gasoline was twenty-three cents a gallon, and and Woodrow Wilson was in the White House, and so I wrote in that column that. The Broncos hadn't won a game since gasoline was $2.48. a Because <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> gasoline's so much now, it doesn't yeah. matter, really. I also, I, also you like,
0: know, the, I like, the thing
1: about it, you're talking about the, ch- the charm ahead. and personality has gone yeah. out of the newspaper business. Right. But you and I always had a great deal of fun, and you know this about me. I, I don't take myself seriously, and I try to uh, take my – Buddy Martin always took his readers <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Well, go ahead Buddy and tell a story to-
0: riding on an airplane, going out to L.A., going in, and you said, I'm going to go to Hollywood and visit the homes, and I'm right about the the stars, and I said, well, I'm going to go and cover the Super Bowl. I'd take my readers to the Super Bowl. You, of course, did the opposite and did it masterfully and wrote some wonderful columns. We don't have time for them all now, but you had some great ones, especially the one about Tom Watson's shot, especially about Hollywood all those great columns that you wrote is a lot of fun and i will close it with this this is a typical woody of course the duke of denver is john elway and he wrote the duke of denver has been relegated to the prince of wales w-a-i-l-s <laughs> so he still doesn't you know jokes. the thing about it
1: and you and, you and i and, and and i hope this is true of everybody as i said i'll i'll say happy holidays to everybody again especially you and your staff, except your guy that makes a phone calls, so he needs to kind of clean up his act a little bit. But like, <laughs> We we'll don't like we'll have Kevin
0: that, on that forever. We'll and the only
1: advice, and you and you have kids, the only advice I ever gave my daughter is I don't care what you do for a living, but have fun at it. enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And well, so I, that's my advice to everybody. Every young man or fr- woman who fights me, I go, you know, I don't care what you choose to do, but do something that you like to do. And I've always liked, you and I have always liked what we've done in life, whether it's radio, television, writing books, newspapers. And I and I think that's got to be true of everybody in life, and that, that you enjoy what you do, and then when Christmas time comes around, you can enjoy the holidays and get back into it next year. And So uh, college football fits into that category. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the sport. Why does everything have to be life or death that – yeah, that what what happened in Tennessee and the way that the fans came it really. I mean, you don't have to be like that. I mean, it's it's just a, it's a game. It's big business. I realize that, but uh, just enjoy the sport in your school for the way that you, you like it.
0: And, I only have one thing uh, to say about that. And you'll understand this, Dilly Dilly
1: pit of misery
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a battle cry of our group of people here who follow us gator fans dilly dilly it's wonderful to talk to you i hope i hope i talk to you before christmas if not merry christmas to you and the family and and i hope this will bring us another healthy happy uh, prosperous new year 2018 we'll talk again thank you so much for the time on the show
1: thank you for the invitation all three of you guys and uh I just hope I make it for another year.
0: Yeah, that will be our New Year's Day wish right there. Thank you, Woody. Woody Page joining us on the program. So.